0: Well, howdy. This is the Views from the Shop Podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Wednesday, November 29th, 2023, I wish you a very, very happy square dancing day. Today's show is, as always, presented by Big Banter Sports and is a part of the Big Banter Sports Network. And today's show is gonna be somewhat unique. Now, while there are some Ohio State sports media outlets covering both Buckeye football and basketball, we of course are unique in that we only cover basketball and we're also unique in that Ohio State basketball is not an afterthought. So I'm sitting here this morning, and, of course, I, I go to the gym because I'm a strong boy. And as I'm drinking my, my protein smoothie, I'm scrolling through X, or Twitter. just feels easier to call it Twitter. X also feels somewhat inappropriate. But I'm scrolling, scrolling through Twitter, and I see another well-known Ohio State media, sports media company, platform... And they're saying, hey, we talked about Ohio State basketball to cheer us up before we feel more sad about Ohio State football, essentially. And I won't name drop who it was. They do great content already, so I'm not talking bad. It's just that is kind of the state of Buckeye sports is it's all about football, and that's fine. I'm a huge football fan. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I love Ohio State football, but not a lot of love being given to ohio state basketball and a weekend in which they are now emerald coast classic champions and it may not be the maui invitational they may not have upset a team like marquette or kansas or kentucky but wins are wins and championships while they are in season are still championships so today's show it's not just going to be the normal we're going to preview a game we're actually going to kind of give some thoughts on ohio state and what i would call chapter one of the season we've seen the season opener we've seen them take on texas a and m we've seen them now go and play in the emerald coast classic with a couple of other wins mixed in there as well so i would call this chapter one because this is the final non-conference game before they go enter some big ten play for a little bit before going into some more non-conference play but I would say we've we've closed the book on chapter one of the Ohio State basketball season here into the 2023-2024 season. So we're gonna talk about that, and then we will, of course, preview Central Michigan. I've got a preview of the team overall. We'll go about offenses and defenses matchups, and then I implore you to stick around for some banger bets already one has been posted i i tweeted last night hey i've got one banger bet for you already if you want it like the tweet i'll dm it to you so there are several who already have that one locked in and i think as of right now that line is still available although there's a little less value on it two other banger bets coming both of which i really really love so make sure you stick around for that and keys to the game final thoughts all that stuff make sure that you are subscribed to the show. Why do I say that? Well, it's because it's free. It's because if you don't happen to be on Twitter and and you're not a a huge Twitter person, which I assume that you are already, but if you take breaks from Twitter or you're not on Twitter all day, every day, which you shouldn't be, I would never recommend that. You still want to know when a podcast episode comes out. So when you're following and subscribing, that'll be up for you. You can even turn notifications on On Spotify, you can even ask me a question after an episode as well. You can type something out and send it off to me. So plenty of ways to stay involved with the podcast. For those who are already a part of that exclusive, prestigious club, I thank you. For those who are not there yet, there's still time. I still have faith in you. But the numbers have been great. We've had great numbers with subscriptions and with followers and listens and all those types of things on social media and on our all our uh, podcast platforms, so we're thankful for that. But let's get into actually talking about Ohio State basketball, shall we? It was a sad, 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 sad weekend for the football team. I mean, if you're an Ohio State football fan, big Ohio State football fan, you are just a sad sack this entire week. After Thanksgiving, the holiday is over, you're back into work, and it just sucks, but... Ohio State basketball is good. I think that we can now make the, the the distinction that Ohio State basketball is good. Chapter one. Let's talk about it. Actually, you know, first let's talk about this. Let's talk about the AP poll for a second. I'm going to get on my soapbox here because I, mm, yeah, I do want to. Um, here's the issue with the AP poll, and I said it, and actually I thought about this as I was planning out the show. I just forgot about it until now i was just gonna run exactly what i said would happen after ohio state beat alabama in regards to the ap poll and it was essentially this alabama will not drop out of the rankings they'll drop a few spots to 21 to 22 something like that which essentially signals that hey that loss to ohio state it wasn't bad that's a quality loss alabama we're not gonna punish you for that yeah you lost but we're not dropping you out of the top 25 right okay cool um And then Ohio State's not going to be ranked. So, which is it? Is it a quality loss? Because if it is, then Ohio State must be ranked. And if it's not a quality loss, then Alabama should not be ranked. But, of course, the AP poll, the voters, if you're a voter listening to this show for whatever reason, actually, if you're a voter listening to the show, you're probably probably pretty locked in on what's going on in the college basketball world. But if you're a voter listening to the show, just somehow, because only God knows how, um, just be better. What are we doing ranking James Madison over some teams? Why is Alabama 17th heading into this game when we clearly know they're a top 10 team? And how is Ohio State not ranked? I knew this would happen. It's exactly what happened. The Buckeyes aren't ranked. I don't give a crap. And you know, the thing that sucks is that those fans who are like, "Mm, I love Ohio State football, but you know, I kind of pay attention to Ohio State basketball. They're going to see that Ohio State beats Alabama. And then they're going to look at the AP poll. On Twitter, they're going to see that it's published, it's out, and not see a number next to Ohio State, and they're going to say, "Ah, I guess we're not very good still. Well, that's not the case. Guess what? Ohio State's number 25 in Ken Palm. They're number 18 in adjusted offensive efficiency. They're number 42 in adjusted defensive efficiency. Pause right there. Let's pump the brakes. What do we know about teams that are top 40, top 35, especially top 30 in adjusted offensive and defensive efficiency? And how does that impact what teams can do in the NCAA tournament? Answer. It impacts them positively. They're top 20 in offensive efficiency, top 40 almost in adjusted defensive efficiency. Those are good metrics. I don't care if it's early. Metrics like that, whether it's one game or 30, they're important. So that's that's really really good. Ohio State gets a win over Alabama. That gives you hope that this team could be really, really good. Because I've got Alabama, a a tier two team this year, not a team like, I don't know, Marquette, UConn, Purdue, that you're like, yeah, these teams maybe not should be, but are leading the pack in terms of teams that should be in the final four this year. Alabama is not that, but they're in that second tier where, sweet 16 run, yeah, they should be there. Final four run, yeah, definitely not out of the question. Very, very good team. So that win gives you hope. The only caveat I give here is they were 28 of 30 from the free throw line. 28 of 30. That probably will not happen in another college basketball game this year, let alone Ohio State. You probably will not see a team shoot that high percentage with that many free throws again this year. They're a plus eight on the glass. They shot 54% from the field, 56% from deep, and as I said in the Alabama Review episode, everything broke their way in this one, and that is what that was in my opinion pretty much the only way that that the game would go in their favor. And you say, "Wow, Tim, that's that's very very profound of you to say that if they shoot well, if they rebound well, if they make a bunch of free throws, they should win the game." Cool. They also won the, or actually, I think they were minus two on turnovers or plus two. It was close there. But yeah, the obvious stats are there. Regardless, it's the way that they won this game. It's the fact that you didn't go 14 of 15 from the free throw line, but 28 of 30. You compound that with shooting 54% from the field. That's hard to do. You th- compound that with shooting 56% from deep. All of those things add up to being somewhat unlikely to happen again for Ohio State so it gives me pause just because those stats unlikely to happen again. But guess what? It doesn't matter because they only play Alabama once so far. And losing to Texas A&M early in the year sucks. One thing that I'll say about that, Texas A&M, I believe they can be a Final Four team. And Ohio State was in this game with a potential Final Four team for 35 minutes. They could play their game. They were in it. They were leading for a lot of this game. They end up losing. And that is when you've got the casuals coming out and saying, Oh my gosh, I, I have a pulse and I see Ohio State lost to a good team. Well, it's tired time to fire Chris Holtman. Well, this team su are you kidding me with that, by the way? We've got pe we have got people who, after the second game of the year, losing to a top 15 team are saying that Ohio State is cooked and that they're going to be bad for a second straight year. What are we doing, folks? How does that make any sense? Just because you can tweet, just because you can have an opinion, doesn't mean that you should. And I fully recognize that that, my mic is probably clipping. But I'm I'm passionate about that. I'm passionate about mm, anti-stupidity. And that's stupidity right there. And if you're listening to the show and you counted out Ohio State after losing their second game of the year to Texas A&M, then I'm sorry, you deserve a little slap on the wrist. Or more, more than that. We saw Ohio State get off to a slow start. Okay, I mean, that 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 win in the first game of the year over Oakland, not impressive. Oakland just beat Xavier, by the way. Xavier is not the Xavier from last year, but still, Xavier... Oakland beat Xavier. Good for them. That's a Big East team. Good Big East team. Eh, above average Big East, Big East team. Uh, but since since that slow start and, and the loss against Texas A&M, they've now gone on. They crushed Santa Clara to win the Emerald Coast Classic Championship. They beat down Alabama in a game that wasn't really close in the second half. They crushed Western Michigan. They crushed Merrimack. All of this is encouraged, be, urge, encouraging because they're doing what they should be doing to these teams after a slow start to begin the year so we like that right and now let's get into some players okay number one this backcourt duo i am in love i i am absolutely in love with my breakout pick i was saying it last february last march roddy gale roddy gale may not be the guy this year as a freshman said this last year, but as a sophomore, he's going to step up and he is going to ball out for Ohio State. He's averaging 15 points per game, four assists per game, six rebounds per game. He is teetering on the brink of Evan Turner-like numbers, where he's just stuffing the stat sheet every single night. I will say this, his defense still leaves plenty to be desired. I don't trust him to guard, but he's picked up where he left off in the Big Ten Tournament, and his shooting has been elite. 57% from the field, 39% from the three-point line. 57% from the field, 39% from the three-point line. That is hard to do. So Roddy Gale has been phenomenal. He, he, I mean, what his, his season high and career high, I believe, is 23 points. Put up, yeah, he put up 23 against Alabama. Put up 20 against Merrimack. Put up 17 against Oakland. He's shooting the ball lights out. He's playing really good offense. But you pair that with Bruce Thornton playing like a first team all Big Ten player right now. 17 points per game, five assists per game, two rebounds per game. He's scoring from everywhere on the court. Three point. I mean, against Alabama, he looked like, I mean, sometimes there are there are players in games and you watch them and you say, yeah, he, he is on another level. That was Wade Taylor IV in his finishing ability with Texas A&M playing Ohio State. That was Mark Sears when Ohio State played Alabama. You just see a player, and it's not hard to see. Yeah, this guy's special. Bruce Thornton was just pulling up, firing away from deep, and crushing it against Alabama. He looked really, really good in that one. And he's looked really, really good all season as well. He had 29 points against Alabama, put up 24 against texas a&m 17 against oakland he's come up when the lights shine the brightest against alabama he was four of six from deep best game of his career at ohio state and i said it in the alabama review episode this duo they are providing ohio state a ceiling that which we could not have imagined when this season began If you have an experienced, skilled backcourt where you don't have to trust just one guy to get a bucket, if Roddy Gale can continue to get buckets with Bruce Thornton, this team can be dangerous down the stretch. Outside of that, one other player I'll mention here, Zed Key. he does not miss the weight that he lost. Still not starting, still not in that starting lineup consistently at all, but he's still averaging 11 points per game six rebounds per game he's shooting 68 percent from the field and zed key still has not missed a three-pointer yet so we thank him for that he looks really really strong even without the weight he's holding his own against bigger guys he continues to make shots on the block with ease i mean this was this was two years ago Zed key as a sophomore watching this guy and you're like how is he making these shots still happening now even without that weight really really love what I'm seeing with Zed Key, and this team looks like they're having fun. It was the mm, text part of the Texas A&M game potentially, and uh, I, I think especially in a couple games after that, where I'm just I, I tweeted it out at one point, but I was begging Ohio State to show some kind of emotion, and I actually saw a video of Bill Belichick going around on the the Twitters recently where he said. Look, I expect you guys to celebrate when you make a big play because it shows that you actually give a crap, shows that you want to be there, shows that you're proud of what you're doing, you're excited for your teammates, whatever. You should be celebrating. And on the flip side, it when other teams see you celebrating and, and getting pumped up and fired up after a big play, it just, it makes you kind of shrink a little bit. It makes you feel small, makes you feel little, makes you feel weak. And now I'm seeing some emotion especially in the Emerald Coast Classic. Ohio State crushed. They crushed Santa Clara. They they didn't crush Alabama, but the score at the end of the game, it felt like Ohio State won that by by 15. At least they won by, what What did they win by? Can I pull that up quickly here? Sorry that I don't remember games off the top of my head. They won by 11, 92 to 81. You saw Zed Key. Mm, boys will be boys. A little little tiny skirmish there. In in the first half against Alabama, but you're seeing these guys play with emotion. They look like they're having fun. This has been a fun team to watch. All in all, this is a team that they win the Emerald Coast Classic, especially with that win against Alabama. They're getting some more national attention. When you say Big Ten power rankings coming out, you're seeing them rise from seven, six, five, up to four, three, two at this point. This team is getting a lot of love. So chapter one, I give this an A. I'm, I'm really, really pleased and excited with how Ohio State has played to this point in the season. They've been fun. If you're, if you're looking for something, if you're looking for anything to take your mind off Ohio State football, this basketball team is going to give you some fun this year. And make sure, again, you're following us on all the socials. Make sure you're following, subscribing, wherever you're getting your podcast, so you don't miss any episodes and have fun with us as well. So we're pleased with that. What are we not pleased with? Uh, Central Michigan, just in general as a basketball team, would be a a good start. Something else we're not pleased with, there's a very well-known YouTube account that you probably know that uh, just publishes every single college basketball game out there. Pretty much. That's just, that's what he does. Any game that's played, he'll show pretty much the entire game on YouTube. And it's how I have been able to successfully prepare for shows and be super well-rounded for everything that I'm doing. I'm sure you use it as well. Well, that YouTube account is getting shut down. So we hate that, which means that being able to crunch some film on some of these teams is going to be tougher. But here's what I can tell you. You don't need to go watch the film to, to see the type of team that Central Michigan is. Let's get into a Central Michigan preview now. So first of all, last season, Central Michigan, they finished 10-21, 5-13 in the MAC They were first among directional Michigan schools somehow, yet mm, still not very good. They were putrid offensively. They scored 35 points in an entire game. Not in the first half. Nope, just an entire game. They scored 35 points. And last season, they lost by 24 to Marquette. They lost by 8 to Minnesota. And they inexplicably beat Michigan by 2. Good on you, Central Michigan. Now, this season, it's not really been much better. They're two and four on the year. They're picked to finish last in the MAC, and it wasn't particularly close. It was somewhat close, but not really. Um, no players got any MAC preseason honors. They are now number 305 in Ken Palm. That's a few spots lower than Merrimack. Western Michigan is in the top 275, which apparently is impressive. Uh, At least if you're Central Michigan, you'd like to be there. And so far this season, on their schedule, they've lost to Oklahoma by 30. The Sooners are a spot above Ohio State and Ken Palm. They've lost to Florida State, that's not a tournament team, by 27. And they've got wins over Siena, literally one of the worst teams in all of college basketball, but don't say that to the 2009 Ohio State team, and South Florida, which is an okay team. So... Uh, one of the ugliest grossest wins that you can have on your resume and one that's fine. So that's what this central Michigan team is. Now let's talk about the offense for central Michigan. Their offensive rating is 97.5. Obviously that's below average. They've got a 19.6% turnover rate. That is eighth percentile in college basketball, 52% true shooting percentage. That's not good. Where they are good, however, is they can score on the fast break and they can score off second chance points. That is not unlike a lot of Ohio State opponents this season. So we saw Alabama, Alabama, one of the best teams in the nation at scoring on the fast break, and Ohio State shut down that production. They're averaging, I think, 19 points per game on fast break on the season. The Buckeyes gave up, I believe, nine points on fast break to Alabama. So this is another team that's good on the fast break. Ohio State has shown that they can shut that down, however. So that's where Ohio or that's where Central Michigan is is pretty good. They're also a pretty good offensive rebounding team. 30.6% offensive rebounding percentage. It's above the median. That's led to 11 second chance points per game, which is again above average and 18% of their points come off second chance points. That's well above average and you're getting into the very good realm. So Central Michigan, for some reason, and again, I don't know if this is a trend, if this is what Chris Holtman wanted this year, was to play teams that were really, really good with offensive rebounding, really, really good putting up second chance points, but this is another team where this is where they they make their money, is off offensive rebounds and second chance points. They're okay shooting from the paint, by the way, 47% from the paint on the year, and they're not a bad mid-range team at 42%, but they don't shoot a lot from the paint. So, you're pretty good shooting from the paint, but you don't get a lot of shots up. So I'm not sure that that really matters. And then their three point shooting is poor. All they, they're going to fire away, but they're not going to hit a lot. This is, it's a team that shoots a lot. They, they, they shoot they're, well, they shoot above average threes, but their, their percentage, 30% from deep, especially from the corner, they're going to fire away. And this one is going to give Ohio state a chance for a lot of long rebounds and to push the ball. Um, but outside of that, I mean, they're they're just they're not impressive offensively. They've got a couple guys though, players wise. Anthony Pritchard, he's going to be the guy offensively. 15 points per game, five assists per game, six rebounds per game. He doesn't shoot a lot of threes, but he is 40% from deep. Where you're going to be watching out for Anthony Pritchard is in the paint. He's elite. He's a strong finisher. If you watch Central Michigan, and you watch Pritchard play, you'll see. His ability, he's undersized, but his ability to finish at the rim, really, really impressive. And he also aids in the ability for Central Michigan to move the ball, dish it out a few times a game, grab a couple of dimes. So Anthony Pritchard is going to be a guy that Ohio State is going to have to keep an eye on, especially on his drives, getting into the paint, not allowing him to score. Other player, Brian Taylor. He's been a regular producer for Central Michigan for multiple years now. His scoring production, however, this year... Kind of dropped a little bit. It's gone downhill. He's still averaging 11 points per game. He uses his size well. I think he's listed at 6'6", 6, 6'7". 6, 6, 7. Averages seven rebounds per game. He's going to get out and score. He's a he's kind of the leader for Central Michigan in scoring and transition. But turnovers are a big-time bugaboo for Brian Taylor. And you can go go ahead and cash plus 1,000 if you thought that you were going to hear big-time bugaboo in, in a phrase from me on this show. That's that's been a big issue for Brian Taylor so far this year. He's averaging 2.2 turnovers per game. Anthony Pritchard averages 2.8 turnovers per game, but that turnover percentage is mm, yucky if I can say, if I can use that word for for brian taylor so far this season he's a really really good defensive rebounder averaging 5.2 per game that's 97th percentile on the year but he's not going to distribute the ball a lot he's not going to make up for the turnovers with a lot of assists or anything like that fair free throw shooter but this is where he makes his money it's all about defensive rebounding for him and he's a pretty good shooter within the paint so Those are some guys that you'll be keeping an eye out for. Those are the two of three players who are averaging double figures. The other player for Central Michigan is Marcus Harding. He is a a 6'10 junior for the the Chippewas this year. Averaging 11 points per game. Averaging about four rebounds per game as well. And he's a guy who actually shoots the three really, really well. Standing at 6'10. Where's his three-point percentage here? It's 50%. So that's really, really solid. And 30% of his shots come from three. He just doesn't get a lot of shots up. So a really good shooter, he's 6'10". He can let him fly. He just doesn't get a lot of shots up. Outside of that, there's not really a lot of players that you're going to be focusing on or worried about. There are other starters. Kaden Vasco, he's averaging six points per game. Aiden Rubio averaging six points per game as well. So they're not really going to scare you. But if you can get your hands up and close out on Marcus Harding... If you can keep Anthony Pritchard and and Brian Taylor from scoring within the paint and on the drive and things like that, you should be able to pretty well shut down this offense. Now, defensively for Central Michigan, their defensive rating is 112 right now. Not good. Here's where they are good. And there's one very specific area that Central Michigan is good. Defensively, they've got a a 10.5% steal percentage. That is above average. They're forcing seven steals per game that's above average you pair that with a 9.4 percent block percentage that gets you to a 20 hakeem percentage all of those are solid numbers here is where this could matter for ohio state steals and blocks number one they are change of momentum plays and especially for steals and and for blocks as well i guess you could say a lot of times well every single time for steals not every time for blocks but many times for blocks This is a net plus two gain for whatever team gets a steal or gets a block. And it's a net minus two loss for the team that is getting the ball stolen. Because not only are you losing a possession, that's minus one, but you're giving another team, your opponent, the possession as well. So that's minus two. So this could be a spot where if Ohio State is taking care of the ball, they're going to be fine. But if you're getting your shots blocked, if you are... Being careless with the basketball, with your passes, allowing Central Michigan to get out in the passing lane, which Ohio State has been susceptible to at times. This is where you could have some issues. You could see Central Michigan go on a run. Ohio State, of course, has better athletes. They're better coached, they've got a better roster. But if there's a place where Central Michigan can be plucky, this is it. Now, as far as shooting, they give up a lot of points in the paint. Forty-nine percent field goal percentage in the paint. However, they don't really give up a lot of shots in the paint. It's not. It's not a few. It's not a small number. It's just below average. But you would assume that if a, if a team teams overall this year are shooting fifty percent from the paint, they're making one out of every two shots that they're attempting there. Well, they're probably going to shoot the ball there more. Not the case. So far with opponents against Central Michigan, although it's not a huge difference in in terms of being above average or below average there, they're horrible, horrible against mid-range shooters. So we look at Roddy Gale, we look at Bruce Thornton, and that one to have a good game shooting in the mid-range. Now, what does that typically mean? Well, number one, they're giving up a a field goal percentage at the mid-range of 48%. That is just that that's so bad. It's it's really, really bad. And typically a mid-range shot is just not high percentage analytically. Teams don't want you taking mid-range shots. However, Ohio State is gonna have the chance to do that with with Bruce Thornton, with Roddy Gale, maybe with Jameson Battle. He likes to pump fake three and then take two dribbles and pull up from the mid-range. He likes those shots, but Ohio State is gonna have the chance here to to score in the mid-range. A lot of times that means bad. On ball defending, it also means bad rotations. And that's what you see when you watch the film of Central Michigan. Anthony Pritchard, 2.3 steals per game and a 4.4 steal percentage. That is elite. If you take Pritchard off the floor, if you take him out of the game, if he gets in foul trouble, well then you're gonna have issues defending if you're Central Michigan. As far as their, their, their rebounding measures or how they do defensive rebounding wise, they're not bad for what it's worth. They're not. They're nothing special, but they're not bad. 68% defensive rebounding percentage. It's, it's pretty poor, but it's not horrible. So Ohio State should have the ability to grab a couple offensive rebounds in this one as well. So that's kind of Central Michigan as a team. Now, we want to get into some predictions, which includes keys to the game and banger bets. But before we do that, we want to talk about college basketball analytics. At cbbanalytics.com, would encourage you to go there right now. I've had a few people reach out to me recently and say, "Hey, I checked out cbbanalytics.com, sign up for an account, and this is actually pretty cool." So for those people, I appreciate that. For those of you who haven't already, you can go to cbbanalytics.com right now. Enter the code "shot." That's S C H O T T. Shot. Enter the code, and you can get an entire month free on college basketball analytics. If you sign up for an annual annual subscription. Now this site is super cool. I've said it before. The reason you should really care is Ohio State this very second as you are listening to this podcast is probably using college basketball analytics in some capacity to build to finalize to make sure that they're ready to go for their scouting report and game plan against Central Michigan and Many other Division One schools use it, both on the men's and women's side, so I'd suggest you check it out as well. You can have access to incredibly, incredibly analytical, really, really cool stats from from shooting to shooting zones to per game and per 100 possessions and per 40 minutes and all those types of things. You can find that all on collegebasketballanalytics.com, cbbanalytics.com. Let's talk Keys to the game, then we're going to get some banger bets, and then we're going to get get you out of here. Hopefully in okay time. So keys to the game in this one for Ohio State taking on Central Michigan. Number one is going to be obvious, and this is a key to every single game ever. But if we're going to talk about more points of emphasis than normal, we're going to talk about keys to the game, and that's going to be taking care of the basketball. We've spoken about it already. Central Michigan is very, very good at forcing turnovers. And I am, if, if I were a basketball coach, think, mm, thankfully I'm not. If I were a, a basketball coach at Ohio State or a staff or anything, I would say, hey, we need to focus on forcing turnovers. Now, some teams don't do that. Ohio State is a team that, that hasn't traditionally done that defensively. What does that mean, though? It means you're going to have less possessions created for you. You're going to have more possessions that you're going to have to defend against, which means you're going to give up more points. Now, Central Michigan is on the opposite end of that spectrum. They're willing to essentially say, "Mm, they probably wouldn't admit it, but we're not a very good basketball team. we got to figure out how to get as many possessions as we can get and as little possessions given up to the offense as possible. So that's what they do. They're going to try to force turnovers in this one. They're going to try to block shots. They're going to try to get out in the passing lanes. They're going to try to go get cookies and... They've been successful so far this year doing that. So Ohio State, it's going to be a focus for Central Michigan, so it must be a focus for Ohio State. Take care of the basketball, squeeze the orange. Number two, Central Michigan really scores well in the paint and on drives. So let's do this. Let's protect the paint and let's protect drives. This is something that they really, really struggled against against Texas A&M. I said against twice. I'm not sure why. They were okay against Alabama, and those were the two teams that, number one, that you really, really care about beating so far this year, and number two, those are two teams that can actually score really well on the drive and in the paint. They did okay against Alabama. They did not do well against Texas A&M, but just protect the paint in this one. Whether it's Zed Key, who's holding his own down there, whether it's Felix Akpara, who's down there, Ed Mahaffey, if he's being brought down there, Jameson Battle, doesn't really matter, but just make sure you're protecting the paint and drives being quick on, on rotations, help defense, especially help defense, but protect the paint on this one. And the last one, is it a key to a game or is it just something that I desire? Probably both, but not really probably more so just something I desire. Give me one last trouncing. Okay. On the schedule, Ohio state coming up. Of course they've got central Michigan after that, they're going to take on Minnesota and then Miami and then Penn state and then UCLA. The quality of teams that they're going to play, Minnesota and Penn State, even though they are horrible, in my opinion, in terms of Big Ten teams, they are still going to be better than Western Michigan and Central Michigan and Merrimack and probably Oakland. It's just going to be a better quality of team that you're playing. So give me one last chancing against Central Michigan. Really drive the point home that you can crush teams that you are better than. That would be my my request in this one before we head into some bigger games in the big 10. All right, let's talk banger bets. So I have made the mistake of not pulling up what our record is this year. Let me see if I can find that really, really briefly. And while I do that, I'm going to try to fill some time here and I guess I could stop and pause the podcast to find it, but I'm not going to do that because I'm a real one. So let's see. Can I find the number here in this Alabama preview? Mm, mm, probably not. I'm probably not going to find it. I don't even know if I uh, came up with the number, but what I will say is that we're crushing it right now. Yeah. I don't have the number here. We're crushing it. So I believe we went into the Alabama game and we were five and two. Uh, we're now six and three and we have had profitable nights literally every single game in which we have given picks this season last game we did not cash i believe it was jameson battle over two and a half or one and a half threes we did not cash that against alabama but we did cash a same game parlay that was plus money so it gave us guaranteed profitability we are probably mm, plus give me plus 2.36 units at this point, no picks were given out from Santa Clara. But let me just say, we're on a roll here. We've kind of figured this out. Uh, that's that's famous last words. We haven't figured this out, but we've had success so far. So why I tell you to stick around for these banger bets is because it seems like we have a pretty good feel. And we thank college basketball analytics in large part for those picks because we're able to see some really advanced analytics, where are their weaknesses, where are their strengths, and we're able to win. So one banger bet that I already gave out on Twitter, if you like the tweet and there are people who have liked the tweet since I've begun recording and you will get that right once I press stop, but everyone's going to get it pretty soon here. So the first game that I gave out or the first pick I gave out was Ohio state minus 23.5. Now I, again, I hate picking spreads and totals. However, college basketball is the one sport where there's more value in this than most. Here's why I'm taking Ohio State minus 23.5 in this one. And I would take this probably up to minus 24 and a half. Minus 25 and a half is pushing it. But number one, Ohio State is playing their best basketball right now. They just came off a crushing win over Santa Clara. They just beat Alabama. They've crushed the mid-majors that they played before that. Ever since really playing Texas A&M, they played good basketball. Really, ever since that second half against Western Michigan. So let's let's go through some numbers here. Central Michigan is ranked lower in Ken Palm than Merrimack and Western Michigan, and it's by several spots. Ohio State beat Merrimack by 24. They beat Western Michigan by 17. Western Michigan is the better team between those two. Now, let's go further, okay? Pay attention to those margins. Now pay attention to the fact that Central Michigan lost to Oklahoma by 30. Remember, Oklahoma is one spot ahead of Ohio State in Ken Palm. And Central Michigan lost to Florida State by 27, who is not a tournament team. Ohio State has covered the spread in three or four games. You were saying a team in Oklahoma won by 30, going to the NCAA tournament, most likely. Florida State not going to the NCAA tournament. They still won by 27. We need Ohio State to win by 24. I'm going to take that. That was one number that I was taking a look at. In the Merrimack game, I loved the number that we got. I slammed it. This is close to a slam, but we're, we're taking it. Minus 23 and a half. I think Ohio State can win this game by 24 or more. We got that at minus 110. That number has shifted a little bit. There's a little bit of juice on it to like minus 112 that I've seen. No big deal, whatever. That line may move to 24 and a half as more sharp betters get on this throughout the day. We'll see what happens. Two other banger bets here. Zed Key. Now, I I had determined this as I went through the preview and as I looked at Zed Key's production. Look, if this number comes out at 9.5, and it if if it's odds one minus 140 or better, there's no reason not to take it. So Zed Key has covered this number in four straight games. However, he's had three games of ten points, that is barely covering, and one game of eleven. So he's not blowing this number out of the water, but The reason we're taking it is he's covered this number in four straight games and Central Michigan allows a 49% field goal percentage allowed in the paint, which isn't good, but it is good for Zed Key, a player who scores all of his points in the paint. I think this is a number that Zed Key can hit. I think he can get 10 points. We're taking this at minus 120. And the last pick that we're taking in this one, again, not slamming it, but feeling good about it, Roddy Gale over 12.5 points. You can get this at minus 125. He's covered this number in 3 of 4 games. Of course, he didn't cover in the last game against Santa Clara, but where Gale makes his money is where Central Michigan is weak. Their field goal percentage. Well, actually, let me first let me get to Roddy Gale's field goal percentages before we get to Central Michigan. 80% at the rim, field goal percentage this year. 46.2% field goal percentage in the paint, 55% field goal percentage from the mid-range. And he's likely to hit a triple or two, probably just one, maybe zero. You never know. But you're asking for Roddy Gale to score 13 points when he's averaging more points than that throughout the year. His last game, of course, again, he did not hit. But in games previous, he scored 23, he scored 13, and he scored 20. He's cashed this in, they played six games this year. He's four of six. Cashing this line, if you can get it against a bad team where he's really, really played well and got a lot of scoring production so far this season, and you can get it the matchup here, it's it's glorious. Where Central Michigan this week is where roddy Gale is strong, so we're going to take roddy Gale over 12.5 points. That is at minus 125. So those are the three banger bets that we've got. We've got the Buckeyes covering a 23.5 point spread. We've got Zed Key over nine and a half points. We got Roddy Gale over 12 and a half points. Now. Be on the lookout. We may put together a little same-game parlay as well, using some alternate lines like we did for the Alabama game. There is a lot of value on the board right now in this game. A lot of value with assists, a lot of value with rebounds as well with these player props. So, we we may come out with a four-pick game tonight. We'll see what happens. Um, Final thoughts on this one. This shouldn't be a game that Ohio State has to worry about central michigan is not an impressive team and ohio state is playing the best basketball that it has played um, since at least two seasons ago whatever year that was because some people said i'm not even gonna say why but two seasons ago at least since ohio state has played this well the buckeyes are hitting their stride i'm expecting close to a splatter tonight for Ohio State in this game over Central Michigan. So we're excited for it, we're excited for the game, we're excited that it's full swing college basketball season. We're getting into December, which is my birthday month, by the way. So we're excited to watch Ohio State play some basketball, hopefully beat up on Central Michigan tonight before beginning some Big Ten play. Appreciate you listening to today's show. I will always remind you make sure you subscribe subscribed if you're enjoying the content. Makes me feel good, makes you feel good, everyone is happy. And we love to be happy. So I will shut up before you shut me off. Go Bucks!